Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, hello everybody. This is Dan Hillenbrand. Uh, This morning I have a great guest on the show, Gabriella Jaffe. Um, She has uh, a very, very cool uh, company that she started. called Rodeo Rex and has a huge following on uh, social media and Instagram. And uh, so we're just going to talk to her this morning and, and see how she got the idea to do this and how uh, it developed and, um, and uh, where she's at with it right now. So uh, Gabby, welcome uh, to Modern Cowboy. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to, to hear, you know, how you got the idea to start this and, uh, you know, just, uh, how it developed and how you've grown it to, to what it is. I mean, I, I think, I think I looked at, we got like 175,000 followers on Instagram, which is, which is, uh, very impressive. So, um, uh, you want to just give us a backstory on you and, and, you know, how you got started and in your, your ties with rodeo or just however little or however much you want to let us know about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the way I got into rodeo is kind of a roundabout way. I was not raised in the rodeo lifestyle whatsoever. Um, I ended up getting into rodeo because I went to high school in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And uh, my best friend at the time, her name was Talia. She was a horse jumper. She actually like jumped her horses. And the barn that she boarded her horse at was right behind the Norris Penrose Equestrian Center which is where they do the Pike Speaker bus rodeo. And if you're familiar with rodeo in Colorado, that's one of the best ones there is. And um, it's my hometown rodeo, so it'll always have a special place in my heart. And uh, every time the rodeo came to town, we used to spend a lot of time at the barn. And every time the rodeo came to town, they would actually take up all the turnout pens with the horses and the bulls and stuff. We got to kind of see them behind the scenes. And being that they were boarders, my friends were boarders, they got free tickets. So we would go to the rodeo and watch it. And around that time in high school, I started getting in, really into photography. Uh-huh. And um, I started taking pictures of my friends jumping their horses and then just, you know, brought my camera to the stands and the rodeo and taking a couple of pictures and just really fell, fell in love with the dynamic action of rodeo. And there's something so beautiful. Like everybody asks me, what's your favorite rodeo sport? Um, hands down saddle bronc. There's something almost poetic about a really great saddle bronc ride. Um, and I really fell in love with that. And uh, as I went to college, I went to college at Arizona State University. I went to the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and uh, actually pursued my pursued and graduated with uh, a journalism degree with a focus on photojournalism. And uh, when I went to college, I started getting into the PBR and we were watching on TV and uh, really got into bull riding. I actually ended up doing a statistical analysis of bulls and from like when the time that PBR started till, the, till now. Really? Um, but I had to get, po- yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome project that I ended up doing and I'm really into statistics and stuff like that. But um, I had to get published several times in order to graduate and I was able to do a story about whatever I wanted. And I looked up a local bar bull riding in Arizona. They have all these like 
Western bars with these arenas out back and they do literally just bull riding. And, um, it's just a thing. <laughs> like right. they have like four or five of them in Arizona. And I had looked one up and I ended up going out there interviewing the contractor, the announcer, some of the bull riders, some of the bull fighters. And I took pictures being that I had, you know, the photojournalism that I was, was doing as well. And the stock contractor ended up, um, inviting me out to take pictures on a regular basis. And so I started doing that and actually selling the pictures. And then I ended up going to, which in retrospect is a huge no-no, but I ended up going to some of the local rodeos and just taking pictures from the stands. And I wasn't selling them at all, but I was just putting them up on my personal Instagram for my photography. And I had the Cowboy Lifestyle Network, Danny and um, Patrick O'Donnell reached out to me and they said, hey, we've been following your photography for a while. We love what you do. Would you consider working with us? And I was like, uh, yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so I ended up working with the Cowboy Lifestyle Network. Um, so thank you to Danny and OD for giving me that opportunity. And I got to shoot. I've just gotten to take pictures at fantastic places, including um, PBR World Finals, um, Wild Thing Bull Riding, like all over uh, Arizona and the Southwest. I've gotten to take pictures, which I've been really blessed to do. And um, then from there, I kind of got more notoriety in Arizona and I ended up contracting some of the local bar bull ridings for taking pictures at. So I was doing like three or four a week. And um, I ended up just having all these pictures of people getting bucked off and stomped on and everybody liked to see them, but nobody ever wanted to buy them. And so one night I was just kind of sitting there after one of the bull ridings and I was like, man, how am I going to make more money with this? Because I have all these pictures and people aren't buying them and <laughs> cost gas to get, you know, from place to place. And I'm in college and I'm kind of broke. So um, I just started it as actually the Instagram started as bull riding rep. And after about a week of just using my own pictures, I started with all my own pictures. Cause like I said, I had a library, basically it just wrecks. Um, and I opened it up to, I changed it to Rodeo Rex because I had some cool bronc riding pictures as well. Right. And, um, started with all my own pictures, like I said, and I actually drew the logo. The logo that, um, I use is, um, one that I drew and I got it digitized and I kind of modeled it after little yellow jacket. Right. Um, he's always one of my favorite buck and bulls and obviously, achieved so much in such a short period of time. And I always thought he looked really ranchy with that one side horn and the one down horn. Right. Um, so I, I kind of wanted something looking mean looking, but also kind of ranchy and rank. And, um, and then after about a week or two, maybe three weeks, people started tagging me in their pictures. I was like, huh, this is kind of interesting. Let's see where this goes. And um, I always knew it was going to be a big thing. Like I knew it was like when I had the idea, it was like one of those moments in, in life where you just, you just have a gut feeling like you just did something or started something. Absolutely. And yeah. But I, I had no idea that it was going to be like, um, I went to Fort Worth Saturday night and I literally cannot go to any Western place or any rodeo without being recognized now. <laughs> and it's very, um, it's completely, it's, I don't even know the word to describe it. Um, it's, it's strange because <laughs> I'm very laid back and I'm very, um, I'm really just kind of all I like I tell people they're like, what do you want to achieve in life? I'm like, I just want to like be good to people and hang out with my dog and work out. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm a very kind of a simple person. Right. Um, but it's been really cool to see how, how people are so excited to meet me and that I have really created something and I'm starting to learn that more now that I'm getting out there more, and especially being in Texas. Um, 
but I'm, I'm very humbled um, and grateful for all the fans that I have and all the people who really love what I'm doing. And it's just fun. So that's kind of the whole story. It's kind of long winded, but there's a lot of different parts of it that have led up to where I'm at now. Yeah, well, that's that's great, though. And that's the one thing, you know, I, I just started seeing it through social media and I, and I saw Rodeo Rex and and then as I, you know, I follow along and watch and I, then I finally just start thinking, well, I wonder who who started this, you know, and then I got looking in yeah. and, and I realized, you know, it was you. And so I thought, man, this would just be a great, uh, a great person to talk to and just, uh, you know, uh, see how they got it going. So you you actually and that's interesting, too, uh, that you, you know, you did your your logo. I'm looking at it right now. Um, kind of modeled it after little yellow jacket, which is also one of my favorite all time bulls. And you drew that yourself. Yes, that's very, very yes, cool. So um, the only thing I've ever drawn, <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I've ever drawn that's actually been worth anything. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that's crazy. So now, um, tell me where, now where, where are you living now? Uh, so I actually have, <laughs> I always get this question, where are you from? I said nowhere and uh, nowhere and everywhere because I actually um, bought a 8340 Conline E1 and everybody who sees it says, oh, it's like a Lane Frost van. And um, that's where I'm living right now is in my van and uh, on people's couches. And I'm I'm just straight learning like, in the summer and it's been a blast. I got to tell you, like, I bought the van for $1,500. Um, I actually ended up doing an internship with my good friend and mentor, Mary Pierce. She is a phenomenal radio photographer, one of the best I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And uh, if you guys have never seen her stuff, go to M. Peters or Photography by Mary Peters. And her husband, John, um, you know, tinkers with uh, cars. He likes to just, you know, buy old, old things and fix them up again. And uh, just in his spare time. And he had bought this van as basically storage. <laughs> it was two hundred dollars, but it had a title and it ran. And uh, the interior was was almost brand new. Really? And uh, I had told Mary, "Yep, almost brand new." And uh, I had told Mary before I went to Montana because I, I lived with her for about two months. And I told her beforehand, I was like, "Hey, I know John does the car thing, you know, in his spare time. If he ever sees at an auction um, a truck, because I'm really looking for a truck and a trailer to rodeo in." And he pulled up to the ranch with this van, and it had no windshield, no front lights, nothing. All the lights had been taken out. Um, it had no stereo, no AC. Um, it was pretty much gutted, but it ran. It has a straight six-cylinder engine, and it had a title. And um, like I said, the interior was clean. So um, I actually ended up paying him for it, and I bought it, and we fixed it up. I put a windshield in it, and we pulled some parts from his boneyard, as we call it. And uh, she made it all the way to Montana, and now she's a work in progress. I call her the wreck rig, and um, <laughs> that's where I live right now. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like it's literally like I went to uh, the National Little Birches Rodeo Association uh-huh. finals in uh, Guthrie, and all the kids would like find the van in the parking lot and take pictures with it, and it was so much fun. And uh, Mary drew up in a fantastic logo, and I actually just got stickers made with it, and it's just. My whole life right now, if I could describe it in one word, it's just fun. That's so awesome. <clears throat> so now you're, are you traveling around as you travel? Are you going to rodeos and taking more pictures? I mean, is that, uh, you know, with Rodeo Rex, are you, are you looking to, to do that, take more of the pictures yourself now too, or just, you know, integrate as much stuff as people tag you in and, and uh, you know, what, what do you see happening there? 
So um, I do want to start. That's one of my goals this summer is to take more pictures myself. I really enjoy photography. I actually have a tattoo of a camera. That was my first tattoo. Um, But I I really just enjoy it. Um, It's just like a a passion of mine. I haven't been able to do as much of it it as I would like just because I've been busy um, and I've been really trying to build up my merchandise side of my business, uh, the hats and the shirts. So when I'm at rodeos, I'm usually uh, at a booth. So I don't get to take as many pictures as I'd like and also being respectful of the photographers that are contracted for things. Right. Um, I will go and apply for different uh, media credentials at different rodeos and do stuff that way because I do enjoy doing it. As far as like the content that I get, I'd like to do more of it myself. But at this point, there's so much stuff going on all around the world. And I really like just showing people things like that. So like I get wrecks from Mexico, um, Brazil, Europe, believe it or not, Canada, um, all over the United States. And uh, I think it's really cool to show people different things in different parts of the world. But yeah, yeah I'd like to take more pictures myself. That's one of my goals this summer. Yeah, that's very cool. And it's, it's interesting, you know, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, all the things that go on around the world and, and, you know, sharing around the world. It's when I uh, started this podcast um, and was trying to get the modern cowboy.com, it wasn't available. And so then I, I ended up just going with a dot global and it's interesting that, uh, you know, the podcast has been out for not even two months yet. This will be like, I got like 12 episodes published, but uh, we get downloads all over Europe, Italy, um, Australia, um, Austria, you know, Canada, I mean, all over the world. And there's, there's rodeos huge all over the world, which is, which is really exciting, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. very, very yep. cool. and, and, out, and outside of the, the traditional areas of like, like you said, Australia, Brazil, Europe is a big one. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the PAFRA, the Professional Armed Forces Rodeo Association, no. but they do do. Ro- yeah. So uh, the armed forces have their own rodeo association. And a lot of times the guys who are stationed overseas, will end up doing rodeos. So I've actually um, in contact with a couple of guys who are stationed in um, Italy and Germany right now. And they do like practice pens and they do rodeos out there. And I've had um, actually not too long ago, a kid sent me a wreck from Belgium um, and then one from France as well. They do like a running of the bulls in France. So I had a really fun one from there, but um, there's rodeo all over the, the world. Really. It is a global sport and that's, um, one of the coolest things too about rodeo is being able to connect with people. Yeah. And like, I have Brazilian friends, I have Australian friends, I have Canadian friends. Um, and that's really the, the beauty of Vegas too. You know, the NFR, everybody coming to one spot at one time too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, what was, what, what was it, the, um, the, uh, acronym for that, uh, armed forces rodeo? What, what was that? PAFRA, P-A-F-R-A, uh, Professional Armed Forces Rodeo Association. It's only for military. Like you have to be in the military to yeah. be in PAFRA or former yeah. military. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I interviewed um, Mike Crouch who lives in Hivasso, Italy. And um, he actually, um, we talked about that because when he uh, got stationed over there in Germany, um, there was a bunch of guys that rodeoed in the military over there. But I wasn't familiar yep. with, 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 this, uh, with this organization. So that's very cool. I'm, Yes, to look into that a little bit more so um yes, sir. so uh so so basically you're 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 traveling in your van you're do you, do you have a do you have a, a like a a mapped out plan or are you just kind of following the rodeos right now or 
um, I'm on God's plan. <laughs> like, and, and when I say that, I mean it a hundred percent. Like I, the, the whole reason why I ended up in, in Montana was God's plan. I was actually looking for a job. I was in Illinois at the time, um, living with a buddy of mine and I was applying for jobs all over Illinois and just had no bites at all. And, um, Mary ended up, I, I was, I've been friends with Mary since we met in Vegas and she's like, you know what? I could use some help out here. Why don't you just come out here? And ended up in Montana for two months in a little town called Lavina, about 45 minutes from Billings. And if you've never been in Montana, please go. It is God's country for the reason. It is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. And um, I grew a lot as a person. And she's helped me in so many ways with my business. From She actually did my new website. And she's a fantastic graphic designer and website builder. And then obviously the van came into my life in Montana. And then from there, I was actually going to go to Salinas to, um, I have a lot of really good friends in the BFO. Um, Ross Hill is one of my closest friends and he just won Salinas. So shout out to Ross. Uh, he won in 2008 and he won again in 2018. So super stoked on that. Um, Toby Inman, uh, Zach Flat, a couple of the guys that are in the BFO are good buddies of mine. So I was going to go out there to um, support them. And then one of the girls on my team, I have a rodeo team, and um, one of the girls on my team, Shiloh Martin, was the National Little Butchers Rodeo Association queen uh, this past year. And she said, she reached out to me and said, hey, have you thought about coming to Guthrie for the finals? And I was like, no, I, I, I doubt they have any spots. And she's like, well, why don't you just reach out to them? And sure enough, they had a spot, and I ended up snatching it up. And um, that was the most fun I've had at a rodeo in so long was the Little Butchers Rodeo. <laughs> and all the kids loved it. Like they were so excited to meet me. And my, my booth was like the hangout spot. And it was just, it was so much fun. I had parents coming up to me. And I've always like been really kind of afraid of the parents because I was like, oh, they're going to hate me for putting up their kids wreck, you know? And I had parents coming up to me, you put my kid on your page and I love it. We love it. We share with all of our friends. And I was like, well, good. I'm glad you guys aren't like hating me for that. Um, and it was a ton of fun. And then from there, um, ended up coming to Decatur because I had some other team members of mine work on my van. Actually, yesterday my AC went out, so they replaced my compressor for me. And uh, just been hanging out here, going to Fit and Wise. Um, Fit and Wise is one of the best sports meds teams. They are the best in rodeo for sure. And uh, been going, hanging out with them. We'll be doing a film series on them in a little bit. And uh, from here, I go to Abilene for the Youth Bull Riders uh, finals, and then. Um, from there, I'll go back to Tulsa, Oklahoma for a couple of days to help, uh, my buddy Ben Johns. He has a ninja gym. Um, he's a bull rider, but he also competes in American Ninja Warrior. We've been doing some social media stuff and, uh, from there, just kind of wherever, wherever the road takes me. I'm, I've been kind of just open to any opportunity and every opportunity and just kind of taking it and living life to the fullest. It's been a really great experience. Um, not only for like all the stories I get to tell now right. and all the experiences I've had, but just my growth as a, as a person um, right. and being in a van like full time, I've learned that the things that you think you need and the things you actually need are two very different things. And uh, it's helped me to live simple, but also to live to the fullest. So I feel just very blessed to have the freedom that I have. That's very cool. Very cool. A real, a real uh, modern day uh, drift in cowgirl. <laughs> well, me and my dog. Yep. We're yep. just kind of rolling down the road, me and the pups. That's cool. So how, how long, how long, how much longer are you going to be in, in, in Texas? Did you say? 
Uh, I will be in Decatur until Tuesday night, and then I go to Abilene until the 4th. And then I'll be back in Decatur for a couple of days to do some filming, and then I'll be up in Tulsa. Very cool. Now, on, on your social media, let's, you know, just to uh, give people a, um, a way to follow you for people that, you know, don't know you and people listen to this podcast. Um, what's, uh, what's your Instagram handle again? It's uh, Rodeo Rex, all one word, um, at Rodeo Rex on Instagram. Facebook, two words, Rodeo Rex. And then Twitter is Rodeo underscore Rex. Okay. And then how about your website? Rodeo-Rex.com. Rodeo-Rex.com. Okay. Now, in terms of uh, your, social, your social media, um, you, you, you find that, that Instagram is the biggest platform for you right now? or 100%. Yeah, I love Instagram. I think Instagram is the best social media platform there is. Um, and, uh, it's, it's always been good to me. Um, it's been really fun. Like the whole thing about social media that I love is that it's, it's a puzzle. I consider it to be a puzzle. Like it's always changing. The algorithms are always changing. So you're always being challenged to do new and innovative things. Absolutely. Um, and realistically, I'm just a filter for what people send me. I get sent 20 to 30 pictures, videos a day, um, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. And I just pick the best of the best. And people have asked me before, like, how do you determine what you're going to put on there? And I said, well, I put on there what I would show my rodeo buddies. And I'm really blessed to have, um, I use that word a lot, but I am blessed. Um, I'm blessed to have some friends that are pretty higher up in the rodeo world. Uh-huh. And so I always consider them when I'm looking at a wreck, would I show this to Ross Hill? Would I show this to Toby Inman? Would I show this to Cody Webster? Would I show this to you know whoever it is? Right. Would I show it to them? And if I would, then yeah, I'll put it up. Right. Um, and sometimes I just put things up that are just fun and whatever. Like I put up that uh, obviously in social media, there's all kinds of like you know dance challenges right now. That Drake, uh, that Kiki challenge, whatever it is. That right. in my feelings. Right. They're doing that car thing, but there was a kid that did one on a horse at a I, rodeo. I saw and, that. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. Went viral totally went viral. So, um, sometimes I just put fun things up or just, I like, uh, I'm kind of witty. I consider myself witty. I like to think I am at least. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> I'll make like memes, you know, like just little like, uh, rodeo memes. And, um, I did some for the NFR last year. Like I did one, uh, it was like a Kermit the frog one where he's just kind of waiting, looking at stuff. And, uh, the caption was rodeo fans waiting on the NFR. Like, Right. And uh, I just I just like to do fun stuff. Really, that's all it is. It's fun. That Rodeo Rex, when people ask me what is Rodeo Rex, I said, you know, it's an online community that just kind of celebrates, you know, the thrills and skills of Rodeo. That's half the reason why you go. And it's just fun. Like, there's no, I really don't, like, promote any drama. I don't want any nonsense on my page. It's really just, like, everybody gets wrecked. So it is what it is. Whether you're a pro, whether you're a J.B. Mooney, or whether right. you're just starting out, you're going to get wrecked out. That's yeah. just the nature of rodeo. So it's just fun. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking about that this morning before, you know, before our call. And um, it, it's, it just reminds me a little bit of like the UFC too, to a certain degree, because no matter how great you are, you know, in the UFC, you know, sooner or later, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to get knocked out, you know, and, and cause yep. I was thinking about that in, in rodeo too and just watching it, you know, and there's so many variables in rodeo. Um, you know, in, in, in all the, uh, in all of the, um, different aspects of it, you know, from bronc riding to, to bareback, to, 
team roping, calf, calf roping, whatever. But uh, I think it's just a great idea. I think it's so cool, you know, what, what you've built and what you put together. Now, in, in terms of like, you know, social media, I mean, I love social media. You know, I mean, you, we hear a lot of stuff. Oh, social media is this. People are on their phones all the time. Well, you know, it's like anything else. you got a choice. You know, you don't have to be on your phone. Um, so, it's, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's the way I look at it. But uh, in terms of social media, like you said, it's, you know, always changing. Um, you know, there's always new things. There's new apps. There's new platforms coming out all the time. There's a new one coming out that's out now called Musical.ly that I've just recently mm-hmm. learned about. Um, do you, do you, uh, you know, follow any, um, uh, you know, anyone uh, in the social media marketing, uh, you know, um, area in terms of, you know, any of the quote unquote gurus that, uh, you know, um, are experts in social media or do you just, I mean, how, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you gain more knowledge in your social media and stuff? Um, I really just try to like see what people are doing, you know what right. I mean? And obviously being that ads are a thing now on Instagram and Facebook, right. I really try to just pay attention to what the ads I'm being served are doing yeah. and um, model that. But I've also developed my own voice. Um, I'm, I'm kind of getting more loose with it as I grow. Right. Uh, I used to be pretty structured and now I've, I really just been doing trial and error. Um, somebody actually re- reached out to me the other day. They said, Hey, I seen you haven't been posting as much. I said, no, I have. I just been more strategic with what I've been doing and testing out like, you know, one post a day versus three posts a day, looking at the analytics. I'm very much into numbers and right. I, and I look at analytics a lot. Um, so it's a lot of trial and error. I have a friend named Heather, um, Heather Dalen, and she is in Tulsa and she has been doing marketing for a very long time and she is fantastic. Um, also, uh, like I had talked about my friend, Mary, she helps me a lot with the marketing aspect of like outside the box, not so much, um, like the social media aspect, but I do have mentors who help me with marketing in general. Um, being that I don't have a marketing background, like really my wheelhouse is social media. Um, connecting with people and hashtagging and, and doing things just kind of differently. But really more than anything, like if I'm being super honest, it's just a ton of trial and error. And that's kind of the cool thing about social media. Like, yeah, if you put something up, like realistically, does it ever go away? No, but you can delete it. You right. know what I mean? So if right. something doesn't work, I can delete it or I can just try it again next time. Like not everything I post is going to be a jillion likes and a jillion shares. Right. Um, it is what it is. So just learning from what works and what doesn't work. And honestly, sometimes the things that do work make me scratch my head. Right. So right. Um, it's, it's always just kind of like this, this, this learning experience. You've got to constantly be a student. Right. Exactly. So. You know, it, 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 it's, I, I forgot to mention too. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd seen your social media and, and you know, followed it for, you know, quite a while, but it was, it was actually when I was talking to, uh, the founder of uh, Longboard Cowboys that he actually, yes, Tom. yeah, Tom, Tom actually said, you know, Hey, you ought to, you know, uh, reach out to Gabby. And, and, uh, so then, then that's when I found out who you were. Cause you know, when I was looking at the, it, it, it's your brand, uh, you know, and I just, I didn't delve into it any deeper, you know, to, to, you know, search anything else out. But, um, I was just thinking, mm-hmm. oh, Rodeo Rex is probably some big media company or something. And, it is a big media mm-hmm. company. It, it's Gabby's media company, but uh, yeah. So I just I, I want yeah. to mention that with the long uh, with Tom over at Longboard Cowboys that uh, you know he was the one that, that yeah. told me your name and 
Absolutely. Tom's a fantastic human being. Him and Allison both are, and they have been very supportive of me and uh, we've been doing stuff together for a while. And um, to your, to your comments about not knowing who I really was for the past, for the first two years I did rodeo, literally the first two years, uh-huh. I never showed my face on my social media at all. Really? Nobody knew who I was. Right. Yep, nobody knew who I was. No one. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until I went to the Flagstaff Pro Rodeo three years ago and I had a, a buddy of mine, Logan Blaisdell, uh, who's, uh, who was on my team at the time. And I went up to Flagstaff because he's from Oregon, him and his wife, Kaylee May, who uh, they raised Buck and Bulls and um, Logan's a bullfighter. And uh, I went up there to Flagstaff to watch him fight. We were just hanging out one day. He said, you know what, Gab, you're doing it all wrong. I said, what do you mean? He goes, nobody knows who you are. I said, yeah, well, it's not about me. And he goes, no, you don't understand. When you go to a rodeo, people need to know who you are. Not that you're just wearing your clothing because you could just be anybody. They need to know that you are you. So um, ever since he told me that, I've been trying to do more like of my own stuff. I really utilize the Instagram story for that. Right. And uh, my Snapchat as well. Like My Snapchat's really like a delve into my life my day-to-day life because it's kind of crazy and fun <laughs> right, right. but um each platform does its own deal you know what i mean like i right. really i keep my face off of facebook but on instagram i'll post you know pictures or videos of, of my life on my story right. that way it's not static um sometimes i post pictures of myself but not usually i think it's it's a give and take right how much you want you want people to be in your life right. and uh kind of going back to you you said something a couple of minutes ago about, um, you know, being addicted to your phone. Basically, um, I had a day the other day where I literally put it on Facebook, my personal Facebook. I was like, Hey, I'm shutting my phone off for the next five hours. And, uh, I did. I mean, you have to learn to let it go. And I learned that in Montana, Mary was a big part of that. Cause before I went there, I was just constantly looking down on my phone, you know, and now it's like, you, know, you put something up, you check it a little bit, and then you just go on with your life. You do everything you need to do, and you come back to it. You don't have to be on your phone all the time to be successful in social media. Absolutely. You schedule it like anything else. Yep. Yeah, you schedule it. And, yep. Yeah, and, I, and it's, like, it's like you say, it's a learning process, and, I, and the social media is, is so new to so many, and especially people that mm-hmm. are building businesses, you know, like you are on on social media and it's, 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 uh, there's a, there's a big learning curve there right now, but it's, it's like anything, you know, uh, you just, you, you have to manage it, you know, your, your family, your job, your hobbies, you know, whatever it may be, you know, you just got to manage it and you're, you got to be responsible for it. So I think that's great. Right. Very right. cool. Yeah. So, um, well, cool. Well, uh, I'm just, it's just I'm just really great to talk to you and have you on and just hear your story. I, I think it's awesome. And, and, um, I, I agree. I, I agree with, uh, you know, your friend that, you know, I, I've seen your, you know, your personal stuff that you post on your stories and things. And I, I know that you're, you're really into fitness and, and, and training, which I think is very cool. And, and I think yes, it's great that you, you know, you're posting all that too. It's, it's, it's like, um, it's even like me, you know I mean? I'm, and I'm a lot older. It, it's, it's hard for, for, you know, some people to, to put themselves out there and it's hard for me to at times, but the more you do it, the more, uh, you know, people see you and you're just real about who you are, uh, you know, then it's, you get past all that, you know, it's, it's when, it's when I try to, you know, be something I'm not, or, you know, wear this mask of masculinity, like, you know, Lewis Howes like to, likes to call it. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's just not being real and authentic. And I know that word's kind of a cliche now, but it's really kind of true because social media, allows us to 
you know, it, it's hard to, to, to be a phony in, in, to, you know, in today's world because we could find out just about anything about anybody on social media, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and, and that's where, um, it's funny that you say that cause I tell people this all the time is, um, a lot of times I post the fitness stuff because number one, there's not enough athletes, uh, rodeo athletes, not, not the top level guys are all working out, but I feel like the mid range, those kids that are coming up that they want to make it to the next level. They're not considering fitness as a part of that. Right. And, um, I really feel that that's super important. Um, for me, I've been working out since I was 12 years old. So I've been working out for 15 years and it's my happy place. So um, I try to inspire people in that way just to be the best version of themselves because that's where the journey I'm on right now. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. Um, but more than anything, I'm a very laid back person. <laughs> like I'm very, um, I mean, I lived at the beach for two years and it was like, oh, this is like home. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm right. just kind of like this beach kind of surfer, pseudo hippie rambler gypsy who lives in a van with her dog. And um, <laughs> I just, I really just, like, sounds like I, I just try to be, oh, go ahead. That sounds like a movie. <laughs> My life feels like a movie a lot of the time. Um, I, I just try to be good to people. And I think um, I, I'm actually going to challenge you on your statement of that it's hard to be a phony on social media. I think it's easy to be a phony on social media. I, I think it's really easy to just show people what you want them to see instead of seeing the true you. And um, I think... I've, I don't know why I feel so strong about this. And I feel like it's my mission. Like I try to just show the ups and downs. It's not all ups and it's not all downs. Their life is a roller coaster. Right. And once you accept it for what it is um, and you just accept that things are going to go right and things are going to go wrong and that you just have to just deal with it the best that you can. And like, I've, I've really been trying to do like, a ton of motivational posts, especially now, like we're coming up to the end of the summer, kids are going back to school or they're finally facing the real world for the first time. Like just letting them know, Hey, it's okay to fall on your face. You know how many times I've fallen on my face in the past five years that I've been doing rodeo eggs? How many times that I, I invested in shirts or something that I was like, these are going to sell and they never did. Right. Um, <laughs> or, or just things that like I thought were going to work and didn't or things that didn't work. I didn't think were going to work and I took the chance anyways and it did work. And so I feel really strongly like that there's a ton of higher ups in the rodeo community that just kind of show like, Hey, I'm doing awesome. Hey, I'm doing awesome. Hey, I'm doing awesome. Right. But I feel very strongly. And that's just my personal story of like, I've been through a lot in my life. So just sharing a little bit of that and being like, Hey, it's okay to not feel okay. Sometimes it's okay to fail. It's okay to not do good. As long as you pick yourself up again, you can't wallow in that self pity. And I've actually, um, a tomato ton of friends that way or, or kids or even adults have reached out to me saying, Hey, thank you for sharing that message. And I just feel strongly that I'm a messenger of light in my life. Like that's my purpose in life is just bring light. So. Yeah. You know, and, and I, you, you're right. I, I agree with you there. It, it is, it is easy for, for people to, you know, put up just a, a facade of, of what's really going on. But I think mm -hmm. something that really struck me, um, you know, when uh, Ty Pazabon, uh, you know, passed away and uh, Tyson mm -hmm. Tyson Durfee posted a video that I was just I thought just so compelling and it was so real and um, you know it's it's just like what you're talking about uh, you know um, being just being you know true and authentic and 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 not you know just acting like everything's all rosy and everything's all great and, and Tyson you know it's told his story uh, you know about uh, you know a certain time he was going through and 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 
I, I think that's, I think it's important for, for, you know, people to be able to, to see that. And, uh, and the people that are trying to be phony sooner, sooner or later, I think, I think you kind of get found out, you know, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's easy for people to be, I, I call them keyboard cowboys or keyboard. keyboard mm-hmm. cowboys. You know, I love that them. keyboard cowboys. Yeah. I've, 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 I've got a product called the Dally King, which is a, it's a training device for, you know, team roping and for learning to run, to run dally drills on. And, and there's some guys that get on there and just start seeing stuff. And when you, when you think about it, you know, whenever anybody says anything about you, no matter who you are, you know, it, it, it affects you, you know, and, and it just makes, mm-hmm. makes you think, you know, man, what, what are you doing in your life that makes you just feel like you've got to try to just bring other people down? Um, you know, when somebody's, you know, doing something, it's just, you know, go do something positive. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, people are miserable with their own lives and they don't have the courage to take responsibility. And uh, really, it's either you're, there's only two ways to look at life. It really is, if you think about it. You're either a victim or you're responsible. That's it. Yep. So the people who go out there and want to look at you and say, hey, well, you're not doing this, or you're not doing this, or you're the reason why I'm this, or I didn't do this because of this person, that's right. victim mentality. When you come from a responsible mentality, hey, I did this, or you did this, but I reacted this way, that's still my responsibility. Absolutely. So um, I think people are just, you know, like you say, keyboard cowboys. And I mean, I've had haters. <laughs> like there were oh, yeah. plenty of people say, don't post this, don't post that. And all, my response now at this point is just, so unfollow me. You yes. don't got to follow me. Exactly. You don't got to throw your negativity my way. You don't got to look at the things that I do. So you can keep your negativity in your house. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, Gabby, hey, it's been, it's been great, great talking with you. I, I really enjoyed it. And um, I look, just look forward to, you know, seeing what you do and following you and uh, staying in contact with you, man, because I, I think it's a very cool thing you're doing right now and um, very, very interest, interesting and inspiring both. So uh, I appreciate that. And thank you for having me. I, I just uh, appreciate the chance to tell my story and I love what you're doing with the modern cowboy podcast and just trying to show a different perspective of rodeo that hasn't really been shown before. Um, and kind of going outside the box, which I very much appreciate it. So congrats on everything that you're doing. And I can't wait to see how, how things end up for you as well. Awesome. I appreciate it. All right, Gabby. Well, thanks again. And then um, we'll be talking soon. Sounds good. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the roping pen. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs, twenty thousand dollar horses. Then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the roping pen. can tell someday I just might be we'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen
Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the rope and Down at the rope and 